I'm Amy, and you're listening to the Creativity Matters Podcast. Today on the Creativity Matters Podcast, a couple of children's books for a change of pace. Here we go. You're listening to the CMP, a Creativity Matters Podcast. Stories of creative journey and a reminder that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Creativity Matters Podcast. I'm Amy, and this is episode... 355 storybook style. The one week 100 people challenge is now over. I didn't even get the last show out before it was basically over. And we are less than two weeks into the 100 day project for those of you who are doing that one. And I am really glad that I am doing that one this year. I did start out doing it last year, but I'm really glad that I'm doing it this year and I'm finding it to be a real anchor in my days. Definitely it is a foundation for how I move about during the day and how I continually fill my phone, but there is a whole lot of positive energy, mental energy, comfort food energy, all of that going on with the process. And I hope you're finding the same true for you. I hope that whatever you lined up for yourself, whatever it is you set out to explore, whether it's a project or just doing something for 100 days, I hope it's going well. I really do. 100 days is a lot of days. It does seem like a long stretch. And yet, it also seems really manageable. So I hope you're really excited about it. I hope you're having fun. I hope you're sharing and have some form of accountability, somebody that expects you to be doing your thing each day. Someone that you can say, here, I did it. I hope you've got that. So today, today, the mind works in mysterious ways, or maybe the heart does. It is sometimes funny to me how things work, what we shift to, how we tunnel, how we reach how we burrow or hide or withdraw, where we go when we are trying to hold on or feel broken or feel like everything is out of control or things are falling apart or things are incredibly negative, what we do in those moments, what we do. And some do reach and some wave a big white flag and some just retreat. Through one twist in the path, or other, I was reminded recently of Peter Reynolds and Peter Reynolds storybooks. Books like The Dot and Ish. Both are books that I've talked about before on the CMP. Books that I found so powerful when my kids were younger, but also books I've appreciated as an adult and as an artist, as a creative person, and as someone who believes in the power and importance of creativity for people of all ages and at all points in our lives. So the books came to mind. I did the logical thing, right? I checked out every other Peter Reynolds book that I could find at the library. I didn't re-pull the books that I already know, or the books that I have, or the books that I've talked about before, even though I love them. And I definitely, if you don't know Peter Reynolds in these books, the ones I already mentioned, and a few more, you want to go check those out. Definitely. So 
I'm not going to talk about those today, though. I'm not going to revisit them. I didn't revisit them. I didn't wallow or go back. Instead, I was curious about the rest of them. So I pulled new books, new to me. And one afternoon, I ran in and I cleared the holds shelf and I brought home a bag full of empowering storybooks about creativity and difference and friendship and personal voice and vision and connection and art. And a few days later, I brought home another full bag of graphic novels that are new to me. So I'm clearly in a bit of a hoarding mode. And at the same time, I am comfort fooding my way through the library. Clearly, it does something for me to reserve them all and bring them all home. So I thought today I would do this really short and sunny show. I'm not feeling overly sunny, but I really like these books. So I thought I would just mention these books. I want to tell you about these books and give you a summary. There's a couple of them. Really simple, really straightforward. And if you really dislike children's books or the potential to be inspired about the world through the lens of a storybook, then today's show probably won't be for you. But I would be surprised if that's you. If you are new to Peter Reynolds, again, go look at Dot and Ish first, and then the one about lists, So Few of Me, that's the title, and then, yes, look at North Star also. So those would be four that I'm not going to talk about, but that should be your entree into Peter Reynolds. I am a big fan of his style of illustration. I love children's books. I love storybook illustration. I have a lot of different people that I like in that field, but I am a really big fan of Peter Reynolds. His style is beautiful and loose. It's a pen and ink paired with watercolor. He is certainly one of a handful of favorite children's book illustrators for me. He's got a really distinct approach. There's something so whimsical and loose to the way he draws people and scenes to his use of line and to the balance of pen and ink and watercolor in most of his books. There were a few in this new pile that are a little different. They have a little bit of a different feel, but the classic look and feel that I associate with him is really loose, really loose, almost whimsical line and really soft watercolor. So first up is one called Rose's Garden. And from the book jacket, quote, after traveling the world in her fantastic teapot, Rose is ready to put down roots, end quote. And this book is dedicated to Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy. Rose in the story is a collector of seeds. And she travels in a teapot. And everywhere she goes, she gathers seeds. And when she's ready to settle down, she leaves her teapot sort of anchored in the water and goes to find a spot of land and get it all ready. And unfortunately, when she goes back, she finds that the birds have taken all of her seeds. All but a few. The floating teapot with swirly S designs all over it is wonderful enough, but Rose is completely charming. She's charming in the way she's depicted in her vest and her long explorer coat. The book is presented in sepia tones at the beginning, and Rose is saddened by what has happened with the seeds, but she takes the few that are left, 
and she goes and she plants them and she takes care of them through the seasons. She believes and she hopes and she tends and she nurtures and she believes and believes and believes. She believes that these few seeds will grow. So she waits and waits and waits. Her waiting through the seasons of the year, her belief in her seeds and her garden, it catches the attention of the community. And children bring paper flowers to add to the garden. And flower by flower, the garden grows. People line up to bring her a paper flower and to share their story, their story of where they came from or where their flower comes from. So the garden blooms, the garden blooms. And by the end of the book, the story is in full color. Next up, sky color. Marisol is an artist and her class is working on a mural in the story. And her job is to paint the sky, but she doesn't have any blue paint. This book is the story of how she solves that problem. Sky color is a beautiful example of Reynolds illustration style. Marisol's refrigerator gallery shown in the beginning is charming. It's charming. There is a vignette in the story of one night when she has a dream and that scene is really beautiful. It's soft. There's plenty of art on the walls in her room where she's asleep. Quote, at school, Marisol was famous for her creative clothes, her box of art supplies, and her belief that everybody was an artist. End quote. In the end, after observing the sky through time and over a span of days, she mixes up her own sky color. Yes, she does. Next up, I'm here. And the back jacket for this one notes that the book is partly a celebration of autism and difference. But even without knowing that, it is a celebration also of reaching out, of friendship, of accepting difference and making connections. The boy in this book is separate and he's alone. But when he throws a paper airplane, someone brings it back. There's a lot of onomatopoeia in this one too. So it's definitely a good one to read aloud and will definitely catch the interest for some listeners, especially who really respond to that kind of language. Next up, Going Places. And this one is written by Paul Reynolds, his brother, and illustrated by Peter Reynolds. The style of this book is a little bit different. It feels a little bit different, but it is still a really charming story of creativity and friendship. In this one, there is a contest, a contest to build a go-kart for a chance to win. And all of the kids in the class get a kit, the same kit, the same parts, the same instructions. But Maya has different ideas, and she builds something very different. And her neighbor, Raphael, sees it, and he thinks, we should work together. He thinks we should team up. So they do. And on race day, they are the only ones with something different. Everyone else has the same cookie-cutter approach to the go-kart. And these two have an innovative solution. And they get teased for having built something different. Teased until the kids realize that their go-kart flies. At the end, they are inspired by something else they see, and they have ideas for modifying their go-kart to hop across water. Next up, Happy Dreamer. In this one, the main character is a happy dreamer, 
a creative dreamer, someone who the world tells to sit still, to be quiet, to pay attention, to focus. And the book does a really sweet job presenting the tension between those kind of expectations and what's going on inside this boy's head. The constant noise and motion and energy and excitement and moving from here to here to here, or sometimes the sitting still and just thinking and looking and dreaming. Quote, I have so many dreams, it can get messy. Creative chaos. Cleaning up hides my treasures. If you make me, I will put my things away. But then there is less of me to show. End quote. There is a fold-out insert in this one that is full of all kinds of dreamers. And the question is, which one are you? And finally, My Very Big Little World, which is a Sugarloaf book. And this one has a different feel to me, again, but Sugarloaf is charming. It's a book about family and figuring out who you are and how you relate to the people around you. Sugarloaf is not the biggest or the smallest. It's about modeling what you see around you, what you see in your family, what you see in your extended family. Quote, my dad is a baker. He makes lots of bread. He says bread tastes better when I help. End quote. The validation of childhood helping, of modeling of interest, is a wonderful element and through line in this story. Sugarloaf also draws a lot. And she says she uses her grandma's favorite color when she draws. And this is wonderfully shown with grandma standing in the doorway in head to toe orange. And all of the walls are covered in orange portraits because Sugarloaf likes portraits. Quote, portraits are my specialty. End quote. She also likes collage. She plays tea party and she has pretend concerts. She's constantly trying to figure out her world and trying to enact what she sees. And she finds that she is both big and small at the same time. So that is my roundup of Peter Reynolds' books for today. By sharing them with you, I got to look at all of them more than once. I got to enjoy them and smile at them and appreciate the beautiful pen and ink and watercolor. And now I can take them all back. It's a really nice and tidy process. I think that idea of the tea boat a teapot boat and that garden of paper flowers. I think that from this roundup, that's probably the one that really sticks with me. I hope it's fun now and again to remember what a wonderful and whimsical world children's books offer. Looking at these reminds me of the Stella series too. Also a favorite for me. So, so, so much a favorite for me. I am the art. The art is me. So that is it for today. That is it for episode 355. I hope you have had a good week. I hope your projects are going well. I hope April is going well. For those of you in the U.S., taxes are over, I hope, for you at this point. And I hope everything else is just simply going well. And even if it's not, I hope you are holding your own, keeping your feet firmly planted, keeping your balance in place. And working on your creative projects every day as a way to help sort of even things out. So, so, so powerful and important. 
As always, I'm Amy, and you can reach me at creativitymatterspodcast at gmail.com. The show notes are available on the creativitymatterspodcast.com website. The music I play is courtesy of Nikolai Heidless. You can find me at Instagram as oamyoamy. And a special thank you to those of you at Patreon, patreon.com slash creativitymatters. Today's word is chosen specifically from the field of whimsy or sea of whimsy, inspired by looking at all of these storybooks. This word doesn't come from any of these books, but for whatever reason, it is what it is. Today's word is mermaid. And there were no mermaids in these books. But I'm sure that if he did a book about mermaids, it would be pretty spectacular. Pretty spectacular. Until next time, remember that creativity matters in whatever form it takes for you. And don't forget to breathe. Have a good week, everyone. Bye.